to learn better, better, and better lessons. And as you go on, it's just like it progresses that way. Yep. You can't go to grade two until you finish grade one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, I love that. It's going to be the title of this video, man. I was trying to think of one. You can't go to grade two unless you go to grade, grade one. one. You got to finish grade one first, man. I want chisky. Yeah, yeah. I want chisky. Okay. I want chisky. I want chisky. Doesn't I want matter. Chisky. Okay, sweet. I'll try it a couple times. We might have to do it a couple times. <laughs> All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast, season two, episode number six. Today, I'm with Kyle Wanchinski. I want chisky. I want chisky. I fucked it up already, boys. Um, it's all good. He is one of the best barbers I've ever been to. He owns an amazing barbershop called True Gents Barbers. And I really wanted to get him on the podcast today because he absolutely loves what he does, but he doesn't only love it. He does a fucking fabulous job. We just, I just got a fresh cut today too. As you can see, if you're watching it on the YouTube channel, we got a um, fresh, fresh. Oh man, it's amazing. Every time I come in here, the best fades by far. I've gone to many, many different barbers in Kelowna and I just, not, nobody compares, bro. Nice. Nobody compares. Thanks man. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, absolutely, bro. You do amazing work. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the podcast. First of all, no, man. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to jump right into it and I want to talk a little bit about uh, where you're at right now with your business. Yep. And then um, after we talk about a little bit where you're at, now I want to throw it all the way back to when you first started barbering and when you first kind of picked up on the fact that you wanted to do this for a living and that you're really passionate about it. So tell me a little bit about your business now, where you're at with staff, kind of where you're at in Kelowna, and then we'll go back to the to the past. All right. So uh, right now I'd say um, business is doing great. I can't complain. Absolutely. Um, it's been growing. It almost seems like it's growing faster than you can fit. So that's a good problem to have. It is. Um, but uh, definitely we're, you know, pushing harder and we're trying to keep it growing, keep it going. 100%. Um, I got a bigger vision than obviously what it is right now. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll just keep doing that. But right now we're uh, currently, we've got five chairs, Sweet. We've got a, a five man shop. We've got uh, one chair open. So uh, if anyone, uh, you know, yeah, if you're a barber, a barber there, we're, uh, we're looking for uh, another teammate. So that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, so pretty much in the last year, um, been in business now here in Kelowna, um, for a year and about three days. Nice. Hey, so, congrats yeah, on the one year, my guy. Just hit the one year, which is Boy. good. Um, and other than that, you know, we're, we're located, uh, right across from the good life. So it's super good, uh, location. A lot of guys right. from the gym, stuff like that. Yeah. We pick up a good clientele from there. And then, you know, it's always just that word of mouth, you know, one guy gets a good haircut and then he tells, you know, to his buddies, his his two buddies tell to their buddies. So it's like one clue leads to the next. Yeah. So that works really good. Um, but honestly, looking back at it now, like where I was last year. Yeah. Um, I had I always write my journal, so I write my journal every single day. Oh, sweet. Um, and uh, I had written down, you know, exactly where I want to be right now, and that's exactly where I'm at. Wow. I so, love that. So we got some big plans for the next year ahead. Sweet. I like it. So the reason why I wanted to bring Kyle on, one of the reasons is that he's very um, forward thinking and then he's like very consistent in the way that he speaks and talks. He doesn't just say like, oh, I want to do big things and then doesn't do it. He's like, he's like, I want to do big things. And like you just heard, he writes in a journal. He's very like meticulous and a perfectionist when he even cuts hair, but also in the way he plans things, which I think is really, really important if you're going into any kind of business. Definitely. Maybe you don't have to be like the most meticulous, but it helps when you have somebody exactly. on a team or somebody that's willing to put in that time and that effort because it just 
it stylizes and it makes everything you do five to ten times better, I think, personally. Exactly. 100%. One of my one of my favorite speakers, his name is Jim Rohn. Yeah. And he says, you know, it's the most important thing is to have a destination because like a, a, a ship doesn't see their destination 99% of the way, but they have a destination. So if you know where you're going, you might not see it for 99% of the way, but you will get there because you have a, you know, a destination that you want to reach. Clear vision, which is very, very important to have. Whether you just want to be an independent artist, you want to make a little bit more money on the side, or you just want to build this fucking huge business. Exactly. It all helps when you have a little bit of vision. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. So talk, talk about um, how you started to get into barbering yep. and um, from the small town of Edson, Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. A good old Alberta boy like myself. <laughs> talk about oh, yeah, a little bit about that, town. man. Okay, well, I'll give you the I'll give you the full scoop. So yeah, absolutely, my full story started um, when I was probably like seventeen. So I I I always had kind of a passion for for hair and for I for like styling my own hair. Yeah. So I always liked to have my hair like on point. Ever since I was like a little kid, I always remember like if you look at any picture of me, I always had like a fresh haircut. Yeah. It was always gelled up. I always took lots of pride in doing my own hair. So, uh, so that was one thing that I kind of noticed early on that that was maybe something that I was interested in. So every time I would go to the barbershop, um, was the local barbershop in my hometown. It was called Sal's Barbershop. And so he was my main barber. He was my go-to guy. I would go to all the time. Yeah. Um, probably since I was about eight years old. So he would always hook me up just like maybe like a number two Caesar, like nothing <laughs> crazy. Right. Nice. But jump the front and and always when my buddies would get haircuts and we'd go out for the night, I always was like, dude, let me do your hair. Like I'll make it look wicked, right? Yeah. So it was probably when I was 17. Um, I remember the day was one of my best buddies. We were over at his house yeah. and um, and he had like super thick, coarse hair, but he always got a buzz cut. So oh, okay. if, if, if I messed up, it wasn't that big of a deal, right? right? Yeah. So he, he had trust in me and, and I kind of had a vision in my head as well of mm -hmm. this haircut that I wanted to get. So I said, I'll give you this haircut. He had like some pretty decent uh, at-home personal trimmers. So nice. I'm like, I'll, I'll clean you up. Yeah. So- he had said to me, he's like, dude, I got 20 bucks. What should I do? Should I go out and get a haircut or should we get a case of beer? So at the time we were 17, we we're like, dude, get the case, case of, of beer, beer. <laughs> for tonight and I'll get you fresh. Right. So anyways, we had, uh, we were just in a spare bathroom and uh, I ended up uh, cutting his hair. And one thing that I noticed at that time, it was, was awesome about it was that we, you know, we were just having good conversation right. and we were listening to music and, uh, and the haircut came out fine, perfect. Like I was enjoying myself, what I was doing. And I was right. like, this is lots of fun. Like nice. it was kind of challenging. Uh, and it turned out great. Took a picture of it. I remember like sending it to my mom and was like, you know, check this, check this out. Check what I just did. Yeah. And, um, and one thing that was really great was that they were supportive from just that little kind of idea that I had. So nice. they went out, my mom went to Walmart and she bought like a Con Air Clipper set. That's dope. Brought it back home. And she's like, you can cut my dad's hair. So like I think it was probably like later that week I ended up cutting my dad's hair in the kitchen of my parents' uh, house yeah. with no idea, no yeah. idea at all how to cut hair. Whoa. But I just kind of just tried my best, right? Right. And at the time I really didn't know like that YouTube was a big thing and you could like learn a lot from it. And I, at the time I don't think there was a lot of people on there that were showing you like techniques and stuff of yeah. how to cut hair. So it's still it was pretty just, early in the day. Yeah, this was like 2000, what, two thousand. 13, 2012, yeah, so 2012, 2012, was just 2012, starting to get 2012. Like big, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like pretty much just winging it, which was all right like, because I learned a lot that way. That's how you start. Gave some bad haircuts, gave some decent haircuts. Um, but along the way I had noticed that I was interested in this. 
Um, so what had happened was almost a series of unfortunate events, mm-hmm. events that had led to a series of fortunate events. Ah. So because I believe that I had this vision for myself that this is what I wanted to become, yeah. um, the universe kind of guided me in that direction through you know bad things and good things. Mm-hmm. So I was probably about, uh, so 17, uh, turned 18, didn't was just cutting a little bit of hair throughout that time. Yeah. And then once I was 18, I had graduated from high school and I was just working kind of dead end jobs, like right. nothing really inspiring. Yeah. Would work for like six, seven months and then just be so tired of it that I just quit and just go to something else because yeah. I was just bored of it. That's how it goes. Yeah. So um, what, when my re- life really started to change was I had, was working at a place in Alberta called Alberta Treasure Branch. It was a bank. Yeah. And, and during that time, I was getting pretty heavily into drinking and, you know, all these types of things. Like, right. You know, like all, every type of substance that there was because I was so unhappy with my life, right? Yeah, you're bored. You need that stimulus. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would work all week and uh and then just be looking forward to the weekend so with that i remember um now it's so crazy to say i look back at it and uh and to say that the person who did change my life at the time i thought was like the biggest like hindrance to my life but now i could go back to it and maybe even if they hear this i do have to thank you uh because you did change my life for the better um in a very positive manner so what had happened was you know me and a buddy went out one night a little Mm -hmm. bit too much alcohol um, ended up, you know, um, getting in some trouble with the cops and they had me on some conditions that I couldn't drink alcohol, um, mm. for such and such period of time. And if yeah. I was too, then I would be in, in more trouble. Um, so that was kind of when I knew I should smarten up and, and I should stop drinking and, you know, abusing different types of substances, yeah. never any hard drugs or anything. Cause I've never yeah. done anything like that, but you know, just, just being dumb. Yeah. Being so, kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Along with that, I was working the job at the time and I noticed that like, I didn't, I didn't like the job that I had. So I was like, right. I'm going to quit this job. Like, this isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, the way it worked out was I had this on my mind that I wanted to quit my job. So I could put in my two weeks notice and a week later, my pickup that I had ended up getting stolen from me. Oh shit. Yeah. So my pickup gets stolen on my parents' driveway. Damn. Anyways, we find it five days later and uh, the truck was pretty beat. And yeah, yeah. So that wasn't very good. So I was kind of stressed about that. Told them that I'm not going to be able to make it for my last week because I'm dealing with all this stuff with the theft of the truck. Anyways, turned out to be good because insurance paid me out very well for this truck. Nice. So then I kind of had a decision to make. I'm like, what am I going to do? I have, you know, this spare amount of money. I should probably do something smart with it. So what I did was I'm like, you know what? I got free time. I'm going to go to barber school. There's a barber school in Edmonton. Um, so it's like, I'm going, I'm going to fund myself for this. I got this money. Let's make a good, make a good. And I was looking for like a change in my life. Like I was right. looking for, um, I was kind of at the pathway was my dad had worked in the oil field and he told me, you know, I could do that. And something was telling me that, you know, I'm probably not going to be happy doing that. Yeah. You should just check out being a barber. And that I always got feeling. Yeah. yeah. I always remember telling myself intuition. Yeah. I always remember telling myself in my head that, um, even if I learn how to cut hair and I'm not happy doing it, then I still have the skill set of knowing how to cut hair. And it might come right. in useful later on down the road, right? Yeah, 100%. So I went to barber school and the guy who had cut my hair all those years since I was a young kid, yeah. I continued to go get haircuts from him and I told him that I'm going to barber school. So I was super you know, excited when he had said to me that, um, that he would bring me on when I was done barber school, right? Oh, hell yeah. 
So I was like, awesome, man. So that worked out really, really well. So I finished barber school and I went straight back to work in Edson nice. for a guy. His name was Shaddy and, uh, and he owned Sal's Barbershop. So within working for him in a couple months, he had said to me that he wanted me to own the shop in the future, Jeez. which was like massively eye-opening to me because yeah. I went from, you know, having this mindset of that I'm an employee to right. now I'm going to own this barbershop within, you know, the next year. And I hope yeah. that I'm, I have enough skill set and experience to do such a thing. Right. So I was kind of a little bit nervous, but always myself, I'm like, I always like to push myself. Right. So I'm like, if I find that I'm like in a situation where I'm maybe a little bit scared, a little bit nervous, I'm like, you know what, just jump in, do it. Because that's, what's going to change me. It's that fear, that gut feeling. It's like, you're nervous and then you do it. That's what changes you as a person. hundred percent. And there's always a, there's always a, a um, um, uh, there's always going to be a, you're going to get something good out of it. Yeah. Always, always, always. There's always going to be a benefit. Re, there's a reward at, there's a risk reward, right? Yeah. So I took the risk and I ended up getting the reward. So worked super hard towards that. Worked under him, apprentice, got my red seal, became a red seal hairstylist and, uh, and run that shop for about two years. But in the meantime, one of my buddies who I had lived with in Edmonton, mm -hmm. uh, he, when we lived together in Edmonton, he had said he'd never been to BC before. Oh shit. Yeah. So I was like, man, you never been to BC? Like yeah. we got to go to BC this summer. So we booked, we had planned out a trip and we were going to go to a Soyuz. Oh, okay. So on our way to a Soyuz, my sister was here and she's like, oh, I'm here with some friends. Come to Kelowna for the weekend. So I'm like, all right. Like I never been to Kelowna, but I yeah. always drove through it with my parents and thought it was a pretty cool spot. Like yeah. The bridge and stuff oh, like that. Beautiful. Right. It's the lake. beautiful here. So uh, my first day here, we got out of the car and I just, I remember saying to my buddy, I was just like, dude, we got to move here. And I always say we, cause I like to include others, but in my head, I'm like, I got to move yeah. here. Right? Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm fucking moving here. Whether you say yes or no. That was it, man. And probably for the next, um, however long it took after that first trip, the two years that I went back to the shop and ran it, I thought about Kelowna every single day. Wow. Every single day of my life. Yeah. I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. And then started, the more I thought about it, the more the plan manifested. Yeah. And uh, along the way, I, you know, I would start with an initial plan and then a month later it would change and it would change and it would change, but it changed for the better because it led me to the position I'm at right now. So anyways, by the time we got down the road, two years later, I was coming out to Kelowna probably once a month and Crazy. I would come out on these trips and then just envisioned in my head that I already had lived here. Right. So I would, you know, leave the gym. I would drive back to my Airbnb, but I would pretend that I would attach those emotions that I already lived here. Like right. I'm not leaving. Right. Yeah. So I felt that that kind of supercharged things and, and, and made it happen a lot quicker. Definitely. Um, so it's like the whole, um, the way Jim Carrey did it with his first million dollars with his, with that check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He put it in his wallet and then he would drive up to the house on the, or a certain uh, like a place in these hills and he would sit there like or drive there every day or every other day and just be like eventually like I'm going to have this and, I'm, and yeah. like this is where I'm going to live and this is what I'm going to do and like yeah, yeah so same, same thing hey I believe so so strongly in that like the power of positive thinking the power of manifestation yeah all those types of things because we have eyes mm -hmm. and we can see with our eyes but we can see without our eyes we can hear without our ears yeah. and all these types of things so when you can see it inside your head and you can visualize it inside your head 
it can happen. And you start projecting it in real life too. Definitely. You start seeing these like synchronicities, like all of a sudden you're walking down the street and you're like, man, I like, I really want a GTR. And then yeah. you see two drive by, you're like, what the Whoa, hell? Like, right? where, where'd that come from? And then one happens to be the exact color you want too. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. yeah. It's very real, man. Yeah. So it makes you more aware of opportunities that come up, right? Yeah. And then, you, then you're searching for them. You're looking for them because you yeah. know what you want and you're open to it. Exactly. Yeah. So pretty much... Um, the one trip that I came on that really changed things was I came here with one of my good buddies. His name is Greg Lindquist and he's, he's probably me and him. We talk on the phone every single day and he's nice. one of the most influential people in my life because we, we share the same ideas and we're right. on the same path Definitely. of, uh, of success and, and, um, creating yourself, creating, building ourselves up to be the strongest version of ourselves, yeah. you know, personal development and that type of thing. So, 100%. um, it's a good person to have on my side. Um, but yeah, so we came on a trip and I remember we had been like, I live what I call a straight edge lifestyle. So I don't mm -hmm. drink, I don't smoke, I don't use drugs. Yeah. And there's a lot of other things that I stay away from, but he does as well. So we were kind of, you know, vibrating on the same level. And I remember there was a time when I just, we just said, like said to each other that we're like, dude, like we feel like we're like, we're high on something right now. Yeah. But what we were high on was we were just high on life, man. Yeah. And then that's when like all these unreal ideas started just flying into my head. So I was just like, this idea, I just looked at him and I remember I said to him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I got three barbershops in mind because I came out here and I did so much homework and FBI work. Yeah. I was like, I got three shops in my mind that I know are run by older people. I'm going to walk in. I'm just going to give them an offer and see what they say. So something was just screaming at me to do this, screaming at me to do this. Yeah. And I should have listened to my intuition, but I kind of pushed it aside, pushed that little voice aside that usually whispers, but this time was screaming. Whoa. And you pushed that aside. I pushed it aside. Damn. Went back to my hometown and, um, and ended up um, cutting hair that day in my shop back in Edson and kind of visualizing like this is weird to say, but it's so it's so true. I yeah. I was visualizing cutting hair in this shop, looking out the window at the good life sign when I was at my shop. Damn. Right. And and it was a long day that day. I remember I cut a lot of hair that day, and then uh, so I was super super tired, just like beat beat tired. Went home. Right. And uh, my buddy Greg had came over, and I'm surfing Kijiji, and I'm like, dude. He's like, what? I'm like, that shop's for sale, man. Shit. So I see that I'm like energy through the roof, right? Yeah. Like now I'm on top of the world. Like I'm like, dude, it's all happening. It's gonna come together. Like this and that. I'm like so so you know excited. Get a hold of the real estate agent. I'm trying not to show my emotions, right? Because I don't yeah. want them to seem like I'm too interested. Yeah. Anyways, end up working out a deal, and um, and it all worked out, which was crazy, and uh, ended up. When I bought this shop, my shop had sold. Like, nice. can get into real great detail of it, but at the end of the day, I honestly think that it was all meant to be. Yeah. And and after getting to know the owner who had owned this shop previously, when that voice was screaming at me to do that, if I would have came here and done that, um, it was because that voice was screaming at me before she had posted it to real estate. So it could have saved a little bit of money. Yeah. Right. Bef so there was no real estate uh, cost and right. we could have done things a little bit differently, but Definitely. at the end of the day, it was, it was meant to be. And I made some great connections with the realtors who I dealt with, who, right. um, who knows might affect me in the future. Exactly. Holy shit. That's amazing. That's crazy. Cause yeah. like 
people are always talking about like, oh, power of visualization and like yep. you got to feel it and like you got to feel what you want to do yep. and all this stuff. Yep. But for you to actually like be envisioning it that day, that then, day, yeah, go home and boom, boom, it's for sale. And I had, I, I was on Kijiji oh. for, for weeks before that typing in barbershop under Kijiji, like Penticton area, Kelowna area, right. barbershop, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then when I like visualized it so much that day and I actually read the book, the one time I came out here by myself, I read the book. Uh, it was everything law of attraction. Okay. So, yeah, man, it was just talking oh. about like attaching so many positive emotions to yourself every day and yeah. always having a smile on your face and just always being in a good mood. Yeah. And, and that'll just, you know, make, make whatever dreams or goals that you have happen that much faster. It's, it's the radiation of it too. Right. Like, cause um, the one thing that I really came in and, that I liked about you when I first like came in for the shop was that like you radiated really, really good energy. It wasn't like you sat down you're like, Oh, Hey, my name's Kyle. Like, um, blah, blah, blah. And like, you're really friendly. It was more than that. It was like, even today when we were, um, when you were cutting my hair and you're showing Jesse how to do it, yep. it was a whole thing. Like you were so engulfed with teaching him and like passing on your knowledge that you, I could like feel that coming off of you. And I was like, I was getting excited for Jesse. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing about cutting hair. I was like, Oh bro, you don't have to line me up. Yeah, dude, that's fucking sick. Like right, right? I was getting excited. And, yep. um, that definitely like made the difference. Cause like now I will come here forever. And like, it's not just for the cut, which I know is going to be the best. It's, it's for that. It's the experience, right? Exactly. That feeling of it. That's it. This experience, yeah. you know, you gotta give the you gotta give the full package. Yeah, absolutely, man. You definitely do. Cause like, if you're wanting to really do anything that's a lot bigger than yourself, uh, you have to attach emotion to it because that's what pushes you. Like emotion, it pushes yeah. you into doing things, right? Definitely. Whether you're feeling great or you're feeling bad. If you're feeling great, you're probably gonna turn to drugs and alcohol and all these other things to get that quick boost, yes. right? To get yep. that quick. Okay, I'm feeling better. Cause nobody likes to feel bad. No. And even if you do like to feel bad, you probably really, really enjoy the the like the guilt of it somehow like that's a pleasure thing for you yeah. too so it's like how do you do that in a way that's not destructive it's like constructive right because exactly. alcohol and drugs and all that stuff is very destructive it takes yeah. away even though it may not feel like it at the time or the or uh as you're doing it later on like you look back a year later you're like oh shit i wasted a lot of time i waste yeah. a lot of energy you don't get that shit back no definitely not that's insane yeah big time and then that's that's the one thing that i've learned recently too is like before when I was younger, say I'd be in the gym or say I'd be in a spot where I'd be feeling a lot of pain yeah. and then I would be using more like, you know, anger and yeah. those kind of emotions to try to fuel myself through them. But it really doesn't help at all. No. So one thing that I've been doing now lately is if say I'm in a position where, um, say even if I'm working out or if I'm doing my cardio and I'm getting right. deep into it, it's like starting to hurt and my body's like yelling at me to stop. I just attached a lot of, you know, positive peaceful loving emotions to it right. like good memories like i always like attach like memories of myself with my family in mexico like these really nice. really good times right and it seems like all the pain goes away yeah it's crazy that's insane man that's absolutely dope yeah i love to talk to you about the mindset because like every time i come in we always end up talking about that always shit. and like always. it's very rare most people don't yeah <laughs> no it's uh it's really important because with uh, like businessmen, but with creatives as well, I think the biggest thing we struggle with is like, are we worthy? Like, are we worthy of actually like creating this? Are we worthy of like bringing this idea to light? Yeah. Are we worthy that um, like this video is going to do us well for the future, but also do the person that we're shooting it for or shooting it with well? And that's something that I've always struggled with. It's like, um, it's not, it's more than self-confidence. It's not like, 
I, cause I've always been a confident person. Like when I knew I could do something with right. sports, I was, I was cocky almost. I was not arrogant, but I was very yeah. cocky cause I knew I could do it. I played baseball. I could, I knew I could beat most people. Yep. I knew I could like outplay them with my fucking mind. And like, it was just all these games, but then it, it switched over to school and I was like, I don't, I can't do this. Like it's, and it was the fact that I always assumed I wasn't worthy of doing it. Right. And then once I changed that up, everything else kind of changed with it too. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. do you ever like, do you ever feel that too? Well, I, maybe not so much anymore, but like when you were first starting off, did you really feel that like definitely self-confidence struggle? Definitely. How did you get over that? Um, honestly, the thing is, I think everyone is going to battle with it every, every day of your life. Right. Until, In different ways, right? It's your, your time is done. Yeah. Um, but you can, you know, what I usually do, they say self-confidence is built in the first seven years of your life. Huh. Um, so that would be who you surround yourself with, your parents, your siblings, you know, aunts, uncles, whatever. Right. Um, they're the people that are the ones that really build you up, your teachers, your classmates. Yeah. So if you have a rough go at it for, you know, your first couple of years in school and stuff, that can really set the tone for the rest of your life. And But it's you that has to reprogram your brain um, yeah. to try to change that. Um, so myself, you know, there's lots of times that... Um, I often think to myself that I have to take myself outside of my body mm-hmm. and I have to look at myself from a different point of view to actually see how I'm doing myself, how I'm feeling about myself and how I'm at, like, you know, instead of always on the inside. So best thing that I do is, is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation yeah. is just always telling yourself, uh, you know, what you want to become or how you want to feel right. because thoughts are things and they hold weight and, and your yeah. thoughts definitely control your you know how you're feeling so i always tell myself like i say it's crazy lots of people probably don't do this but you know you're driving in your car you're by yourself just you know start telling yourself i'm strong i'm confident i'm passionate yeah i'm i'm you know i'm blessed i'm so grateful i'm you know i'm i'm beautiful i'm i'm yeah. you know loving what all I these need. things like this is just what i gotta yeah. do so yeah. just keep telling yourself this every single day you know one of the best things to say you know i'm the, I'm the man like i am you know, the, I'm the, I'm the best, whatever you want to be, yeah. if, you know, say you want to be the best, um, you know, uh, with all your videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to be the best person, even, you know, a lot of people might say it's cocky. I don't, but it's something that you can do to get yourself to that point yeah. is, you know, saying, you know, I'm the, I'm the best I'm the best videographer, uh, videographer in the, the world, yeah. I'm the best barber in the world, or even if I'm the best barber that I can become, yeah. you know, and that's the thing is like, even say like with bodybuilding, there's lots of guys that are, you know, top, top notch, but I don't worry about those guys. I, as long as I can just become the best that I am every day, then I'll ha- be happy. And when you do that, then people, other people notice that. Man, I think that's so fucking key. I, like you just nailed that. Absolutely. Cause the last like little bit I've been changing up my lifestyle. And the biggest thing I've been struggling with is like self-confidence and stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. the last couple of days I've been stumbling on uh, these videos that I used to watch a long time ago, just before I started to do um, like work with a lot of really good clients. And like, before I started to really like kind of dig my heels in and, and feel like I was making progress. Yep. And that was just like self tapes that are like somebody talking to you and they're like, you are worth it. Like, you're worthy of doing this. Like you're talented. Like, yeah, you have the skill set to achieve it. You're going to come into some obstacles, but that's okay. Like you can deal with that shit. Nothing's going to get thrown at you that you can't deal with. So like take a breath and you're good. You can do it. And that's the biggest thing is like when people freak out, when people are like so anxiety filled throughout the day, it's, it's not just like, Oh, well they're, they're struggling with all these things. It's like, no, they're just, 
they're not understanding that like they have all the tools they need yeah. it's like they got to work on themselves a little bit more yeah. and it's not necessarily like outside stimulants that are going to help because no. sometimes people do need um like certain drugs and things like that to help with like depression and anxiety and everything like that that's a different game but if you're just at the point where you're like I don't think I could sell this video. Like, I don't think they would want that. I've had so many conversations with, and not only like with myself, like with professional artists that I worked with in the creative field in Kelowna that told me like, bro, you're really good. Like you need to up your rates. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, no one's going to buy that shit. Like no one's going to want to purchase it. And they're like, no, they, they will. Yep. They're going to be happy to do it. And they're going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then once I started doing that, I was like, it's not like I was selling more. I was just like, the genuine side of me selling and like making these contracts was insane. Yep. And like everything kind of spiraled up from there too. So what's, so what's, yeah. What's kind of your vision now? Like what, so you have, you have this beautiful barbershop, you're building it up. You have five, yep. five barbers, right. Yep. With one open chair. Yep. What do you want to do next? Just keep growing it, man. Yeah. Just keep growing it as, as big as it can. Um, they say, you know, to dream big enough so that it scares you. And my dreams definitely do scare me, but I know that they're all possible because uh, at the end of the day, whatever you want, it's going to take a bit of sacrifice. Yeah. And at this point that I'm at right now is I'm willing to sacrifice anything. I don't care. I want to get to where I want to go. 100%. And that would be, um, you know, to have a, to have a, you know, a massive business, um, yeah. huge, huge, huge. Um, but just to have everything, you know, just my everything other than, you know, um, you know, business is one aspect of it, but the, biggest thing is personal development is I want to become just the most strongest centered, confident version of myself that I ever have been. Yeah. And because I believe that, um, um, like you had said, uh, everyone's looking for, uh, some sort of, uh, something exterior to help yeah. them interiorly, yeah. but your exterior life depends on what's going on interiorly. It's a reflection of what's going is on inside you. So, yeah. um, if you got your, if you can master yourself and you can control yourself and you can, um, be disciplined, then, you know, I believe that you can achieve everything you want in your life. Yeah. And really per, like project what you want onto things. Cause it's like almost a canvas at that point. You're not becoming reactionary to the, your environment or to what's going on outside of you. Cause there's always going to be things outside that you can't control. And that's the hardest thing to really get over. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like you get in a car accident, your car gets fucking stolen, your pickup gets destroyed. Yep. But like, what are you going to do after that? Exactly. Are you going to, are you going to spend that money on something destructive or constructive? Right? Exactly. Cause that could have been an easy change, right? All those things that were at the start that were destructive to me, I changed around and made them constructive to me. And I looked yeah. at them in a positive light. So even now it's like they say, it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to those things. 100%. So that's how I, I've been uh, living a lot from is like, even if something isn't going my way, I stop, I think about it, you know, I'll even write it down. And once I get out of my head and I can see it from a different point of view and I can read it out, boom, there, there it is. There's the answer. There's my, there's yeah. my lesson. I learned it. Oh geez, that's what I should have done. All right. So that's why I have, I have, uh, I have four different journals that I write in. I have Crazy. one journal that I write in every single day. That's kind of, you know, my plans, my dreams. Um, I start off every entry with what I'm grateful for. Right. Start off on a good note. My second journal is my money journal. Nice. So they say, you know, what you focus on expands. So I like to focus on my money, trying to, you know, get my income up. Yeah. And my third journal is my life lessons journal. So every single day, things that I learn throughout the day, Smart. I write those into my uh, my one journal that my sister had got 
custom made for me. That's what. And uh, and then my fourth journal would be my my uh, my workout planner that I write uh, every single uh, workout, every yeah. exercise that I do without my workouts to keep myself accountable for that. Smart. Man, I really like that. I really like that. I think it's uh, it's super super important too. I want to just touch on what you you said earlier with going back and like taking the lesson from the day. Yep. Um, my girlfriend Paige is reading this book called Power of Now, and I think it's a really good book. She like really is enjoying it. And the other day we we had uh, we had this conversation and she was reading me a passage of it. And um, I think it was from the book. It, I, I may, it may not have been. But anyways, it said that uh, a lot of people are stuck looking at the past all the time. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. And it said that you need to get out of that and just focus on the now. And I, I disagreed. I said, no, no, no. You need to look at the past. What, whatever's bothering you in the past, you need to look at it. What was the takeaway? understand that takeaway so that you don't have to repeat it next time and then you 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 apply that to what's going on right now in your own life because i guarantee you there's something that's going on right now that that past event is trying to teach you and that's the reason you keep fucking thinking about it and that's the reason you're anxious to go into like a grocery store or something or like you're anxious to drive on this highway or whatever right there's always like these small things and i know there's a lot of like mental um aspects that may be a little bit more in depth but i really really believe that like um everything that you've been through is a lesson. And if you can learn that really young or early on, quick, you get boom. to learn better, better and better lessons. And as you go on, it's just like, it progresses that way. Yep. You can't go to grade two until you finish grade one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Dude, I love that. It's going to be the title of this video, man. I was trying to think of one. You can't go to grade two unless you go to grade, grade one. one. You got to finish grade one first, man. Hey, amen. I like you to learn that lesson first before you can go to the next one. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't open that. You can't open the door that's in front of the next door before you open the first one. Yeah. That's it. And a lot of people forget that. They try and like, uh, I believe we talked a couple podcasts ago and it was, um, we talked about why people don't want the, or why people want things so f- fast and they want to buy likes it was oh yeah it was with mike and we talked about people are impatient and they want that dopamine rush they want that shit now no no yeah they can't yeah. wait for it no yeah and so if you can like if you can wait for it do what's in front of you and then move on that's how you got to do it exactly yeah yeah man. patience man yeah absolutely you have to trust the process that's the hardest part because sometimes it's a pain in the fucking ass right? <laughs> the process is the tough part but the the journey is the fun part yeah absolutely man absolutely yeah. so when you say you have um a dream of building um this, these barbershops up mm-hmm. do you want to take over Kelowna with your barbershops do you want to expand into bc kind of like yeah w- kind of like paint a little bit of it. you don't have to give your the whole spiel if you don't want to but yep. like i'd love to get a little bit of detail into it <clears throat> just to give people um who are listening like a solid foundation so it doesn't just yep. sound like oh yeah i want to build a huge business because right. everybody says yeah, that yeah, yeah. how do you want to build a huge business um i'd say how i would want to build a, a huge business would be basically built on the same principles that i've built this business would be uh honesty integrity um and just giving the best services possible so what i would uh say is probably one of the most important things is um building a business um with a good team yeah. and having good values in that team and creating um um quality control because I think that's the big thing is sometimes lots of places, the quality starts to drop off. uh, The owner might get greedy for money and, uh, and then the, maybe there's not a a sufficient amount of training that's happening. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. If, if I want everyone to, I want everyone to come to my shop, get a haircut from me, but I want everyone that comes in and makes sure that every one of my, uh, in even I have, you know, a lot of people that, uh, work for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, is that they 
can do, you know, they can get the exact same service that I would provide. So I keep that standard high. I keep all my standards very high yeah. like that. And when you do that, those type of people will come around. So um, my plan would be to definitely, um, you know, start slow. Um, a lot of people, you know, have that big dream. They jump into it too fast and then it just catches up to them. Um, so it would be to, you know, definitely take my time. Um, make calculated risks mm -hmm. um, and definitely, yeah, it would be to take over, you know, maybe, you know, another shop here, maybe another couple shops here. Sweet. And uh, the good thing about BC is that there's so many um, towns that are so nearby one another yeah. is that, you know, you could spread very quickly because, you know, um, news would spread. And as soon as you start building the brand and people start knowing what the brand is, um, yeah. they start to, you know, follow you and they say, no, I, I wish that there was a true gents in, uh, in, uh, Penticton. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you just have to listen to what people say. And I've had lots of clients say like, oh man, if you, was, you had a, a, a True Gents in Prince George, you know, it mm -hmm. would be, a, it would be a fire. It yeah. would be, it would be a hit. So you have to have um, definitely those people that are like yourself to represent your company. Definitely. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just continue to grow to, you know, maybe one point, um, not maybe, uh, definitely one point in my mind where I would like to be, um, you know, have one major, sh one shop in every major city in Canada. Wicked. Yeah. So Love I think that. that would definitely be good. And now that we're saying it and we're putting it out there, um, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's why I wanted um, you to say it too. Exactly. Yeah. You got to yeah. speak it into reality, bro. Speak it into existence. Yeah. You know? So it's definitely a, a very good goal of mine. It's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. And it's going to take that sacrifice, but that's my dream. And I'm ready to sacrifice anything for that dream. Wicked. Um, and then, you know, you never know, you know, it could go, it could go way bigger than that. Like we should think to the maximum, like, I hope it's international. I hope that I yeah. can affect uh, every single person. I hope that I, you know, not only do I affect the people that how that are employed by true gens, but the people all around the world that come into a true gens, you know, and they get that experience and uh, is that same experience that people in the very early days that I uh, have cut their hair have experienced. Yeah. I love that, man. Absolutely. Rolling again. <clears throat> okay. Sorry about that. My bad. My bad. Um, so I would love problem. to hear your advice about um, teams and teams, building a yep. good, solid team. And yep. also um, how to kind of avoid people who um, may actually mess up your team. So like right. maybe some bad apples. Yep. How do you fire them? Yep. Should you fire them right away? All yep. that good stuff. Right. And as soon as this goes by, I will love for you to hear right. it. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one because um, this is definitely something that I've been learning along the way. Right. Um, but as I've been learning along the way, I've been thinking about a lot of my past experiences of having uh, um, uh, um, uh, bosses, employers, stuff like that. Right. And and looking back and seeing how they ran their business and how how successful their businesses were. Um, and there's this one business that really stands out to me, and it was this uh, one guy who was my boss, and he was probably in his later fifties and, and he just had it just to a T man. Like he Damn. had it figured out and he had it figured out cause he had so much experience. Right. Um, but you don't have to learn it. You don't have to learn it yourself. Smart thing to do is do what you're doing is ask questions to people who have already been down that same road right. or reading books or stuff like that to figure out, uh, what, what is the best way to go about certain situations and it's so good that we have, you know, the internet and stuff now and ebooks and all this yeah. kind of stuff. We have this information at the, at the tip of our finger and we can listen to it and, and all because we don't have to read it anymore. Um, so my biggest thing that I would say is the biggest thing to building a team would be like they say, um, 
the saying is, don't do as I say, say as I no. do as I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that that is like, take that and throw it out the window. That does not work. Okay. If you're going to tell someone that you think it should be done this way and then you do it a completely different way, they're not going to listen to that. Right. Right. So what you have to do, number one thing is lead by example. So if you want things done in a certain way, you have to do them that certain way because as soon as everyone else sees that you're acting in this certain way and you're not slipping up and you're not, you know, making mistakes, then they're least less likely to make those types of mistakes. Right. Um, so I've noticed that's a very big one and you will have people along the way that are going to test you. They're going to see if you are going to be the boss, if you're going to say, Hey, you know what? I don't like the way that what this is going on. If you're going to speak up for yourself or if you're just going to let things slide and, and be walked on. So you can't let that happen. So one of the things that I use is, uh, is a speaker whose name is Dan Pena. And he says that you should do one thing a day that makes you scared or uncomfortable. And not, not that being like you should go skydiving or yeah. every single day something extreme. It's when you get that gut feeling, you know, when someone says something that you don't like or something that you don't agree with, yeah, that's when you just speak your mind right then and there. And you mm -hmm. say, you know what? I don't like it because I'm the boss of my life and this isn't happening around here and I'm the one that's in charge and this is the way it's going to go. And if you don't like that, well, I'm sorry, right? But that can't go around here. Yeah, Exactly. So you have to have that kind of mindset um, okay. because they're the ones that's looking up to you for being the person who's in charge. True. And you can't let that person take advantage of you right. because once you let them do it once, they'll do it again and they'll do it again. There'll be a loss of respect and then it's very hard to gain your power back. True. Um, so you always want to be in a power position, I find, because they're looking at you. They want you to be in a power position. They want you to be the leader. They want you to be the one who tells them you what can and cannot do these certain things because yeah. you're the one with the experience and you should know. Um, but along with that, every single time that you make a failure, you learn something and there's certain ways um, that you have to run your business and the best way to run it is like structure. Just, right. So just about having a kid. Imagine if you had a kid and you never had a bedtime for him. Well, who knows what time he's going to go to bed at. He's going to wake up in the morning. He's going to be cranky. He's not going to be productive throughout the day. So just like raising a child, it's your business, your team members, they have to have structure yeah. um, in so many different aspects of the business, being at um, uh, what time they show up to work, taking time off, lunch breaks, um, you know, all different types of things, the language they're using, because we're trying to conduct ourselves in a very professional manner. So you have to be, you know, watching what you're saying, I, you know, not only watching what you're saying, watching what you're talking about. Um, another thing that uh, Dan Pena says is he says, just pretend like everything that you say is going to be written on a wall for everyone to see. Now think about the things that you say, even in private, you have to be very careful, let alone what you say at work. So that's my biggest thing I'd say on building a team is um, leading by example, inspiring them. Inspiring them is a very big one because um, everyone likes to have someone who um, is showing them a way or is better yeah. than them and is inspiring them to become better right. than themselves. Especially uh, if you're running a team, you got to be inspirational so that yeah. people show up to work. They're energized. They're not exactly. like, oh shit, we have to fucking deal with the boss this, again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, this guy again, right? Exactly. You want to have, be the one who's, you know, has a, like a never back down attitude that if everyone was quit at the end of the day, everyone's laying on the floor, everyone's dead and they're tired and they can't, you know, go another minute. You're still the guy that's there. You know, you're the first one there. You're the last one to leave. Like, you know, yeah. so you have to be very disciplined with yourself. Um, but uh, that's just a part of the process of becoming a leader um, is, is, is becoming the best person that you can possibly be 100%. in my mind. 
Awesome, man. That's really good advice. I think that's like something a lot of people don't focus on. I think a lot of people, when they hire or when they bring on other teammates uh, or anything like that, they focus on what they're going to gain from them and what that person is also going to gain from working with you or whichever, um, rather than looking at it like objectively and being like, okay, like you want to join this, like we're going to work on some of these skills. These are the things I expect. And like, yeah. if you don't meet up to this, like you, you're going to have to understand, like you're gone. Like exactly. That's how it works. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and that's the thing is you have to, you have to have structure at the start. So you have to have forewarning. I find, you know, you, you have like a, a three shot system. Yeah. First time I'll, I'll warn you. Second time I'll warn you again. But the third time, that's it. Yeah. Um, You're out, you know, baby. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And and you can't fool me twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Awesome, buddy. Um, so it's been an amazing podcast. It's been great. It's been about 45 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, it flies like that. I absolutely it's love fun. it. Yeah. Um, I'd love to end off with any piece of advice you have for somebody who is just starting to come into their passion, yeah. whether it be a creative passion, a business passion, yeah. um, whatever it may be. Yeah. And yeah, like any tips that you would give them or anything that uh, you think that would have been nice to hear when you were younger and like just starting to come up. I'd say best thing is follow your dreams and don't let anyone tell you different because everyone is t telling you from their perspective. They're not from your perspective. Um, I had many people baby. tell me so many times, maybe you shouldn't do this or you should do this. Or you should, we know whatever, but they weren't living my life and they weren't in my, everyone is in their own universe and you have to do what's best for you. So that's honestly it. If you have uh, something that you want to achieve is just shoot for it. And, uh, and, 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 and who cares what anyone thinks or says? Fuck money on the money. Perfect way to end it. My man. Perfect <laughs> way to end it. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Thank Kyle. You. I Get really, really appreciate it. Handshake because businessmen shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I come in, I try to like pound it or anything. He's like, no, handshake, man. Handshakes are for business, man. Yeah, I love it. So we got to end with that. But um, thank you so much for watching the earth. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks uh, for I really me. appreciate it. I would love to have you on in a few few weeks, maybe a few months and see yeah. where you're at. Maybe a couple um, years. Yeah, Never well, know, absolutely man. a couple years. I love to check in on people Definitely. and see how they're doing because um, it makes a big difference. And yep. I like that. Uh, if you are in need of an amazing haircut and you live in Kelowna, you got to come to True Gents at least once. Try it, man. That's all it takes. Uh, you're going to get the best haircut. You're going to get the best service, but it's the experience and the actual atmosphere atmosphere here that I really, really love and will keep me coming back every time, man. Um, so thank you again. Thank and you, this Shane. has been episode six of season two of the Uncommon Podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you subscribe. And if you like this episode, leave us a little comment. Thank you so much for watching, guys. See ya. Boom. Oh.